Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome inside Garage Door Sports. Your no-holds-barred weekly discussion on everything in the sporting world. For all your news on hockey, baseball, basketball, football, soccer, and more, you've come to the right place. And now, it's time for your hosts, Nick McVicker, Kyle Vardy, and Irfan Manji. That's right, folks. We are back. Nick McVicker in studio for episode 55 of the podcast. Joined through the Garage Door Sports Cup phone by my good buddy and soon to be host of his own show. We'll get into that a little bit later. Kyle Vardy. How's it going, Kyle? Uh, It's a bright and early morning. I'm exhausted, but I'm happy to be talking sports, so I cannot complain. Talking sports is always fun for us. It gets us started in the morning on Saturdays. Absolutely. Uh, Irfan could not join us. He is making his way back from Ottawa uh, to see his family. So as much as we would like to have him in, unfortunately, we can't. Yeah. So we're going to go on without him, and we are uh, we got a lot to talk about this week. Sort of, kind of, lots of little things, I should say. <laughs> There's yeah. a lot of little things. Yeah. Um, but let's get right into it with our kickoff segment, sponsored by Canada Kicking Academy. Calling all kickers and punchers in the Southern Ontario region. If you are looking for year-round professional development with elite competition, you need to train with the Canada Kicking Academy. The Ferrara brothers, Daniel and Gabe, are both University of Guelph alumni, and after illustrious university careers, they want to teach you everything they've learned over the years. If you want to take your special teams game to the next level, you need to train with the Canada Kicking Academy. Visit them at canadakickingacademy.com and follow them on Instagram at Canada Kicking Academy. This week in our kickoff segment, we're going to go with, well, I guess the biggest sports news right now, the World Series, dude. We're already mm-hmm. three games into this thing. There's game four tonight. Yep. Um, Dodgers are up 2-1 right now, and it is it is truly a matchup of the two best teams in the MLB this season. The Dodgers were number one by record, and the Rays were number two. So this is exactly what the MLB was looking for, right? Yeah, I, th- I think so, and I think it truly comes down to, and it shows you what this league has become, and it's it's a pitching league, and that, that's oh, yeah. kind of what it, it's really – shown to be and i think it truly shows in these two teams who really have the best pitching rotations overall with depth wise um in the finals right yes yes the dodgers have dealt with some injuries and they don't really necessarily have a a five starter right now and and so on but it's the playoffs how many times do you use a five starter in the playoffs anyway exactly and the dodgers have enough firepower in their lineup that they make up for potentially not having you know in that fourth game or whatever it may be, they may not have the same pitching ability that, you know, Bueller, uh, Urias, Kershaw, they all bring to the table. Right. So, right. Well, um, I mean, game, game four today there, Urias is starting like, yeah, that's, that's the crazy and, thing. He's the game four starter. <laughs> yeah. And to be honest, when he came in, I think it was game one when he came in and yeah. he just, he shut the, shut them down. Yeah. He, I think he pitched like three innings, like gave up absolutely nothing. And, um, honestly, I think this is great for the MLB because it also gives Tampa Bay, who um, they've been talking about for years, potentially moving from Tampa Bay because there's got no fans, no nothing. I think it's just great for them because it's bringing recognition to that team. And 
hopefully that brings in more people next year if fans are allowed back in the stadiums it could be a great thing for the MLB because it could bring a team from absolutely nothing all the way back up so yeah and I think you obviously look at these two teams and you're like okay well the Dodgers are at the high end of the payroll spectrum and the Rays are not I think they were 26th in payroll or something this year something stupid like that bottom 10 at least yeah right like it's incredible how they've both put teams together. And I know, um, what's his name? The guy who's worked for both of these squads, Friedman or something. Yep. Uh, he was, he's obviously been instrumental in both squads, but you go from the Rays who have no money. Right. And he put together this roster and he then gets to go to the Dodgers where he has unlimited money to do the same thing and put together a roster. It's incredible. And each team is made up of pieces that work for their team. Like, if you take G-Man Choi and put him on the Dodgers, he's not the same player. No. Like it's it's just not right. You put Max Muncie on the Rays, he's not the same player. Right? It's true. So if these guys switched a few players, these two teams probably wouldn't be here. That's the crazy thing. But because they are on the teams that they're on, they've worked so well and they've gotten to the point where they're in the World Series. I mean, you look at a player like Randy Orosarena. Mm-hmm. Had you ever heard of this guy before the playoffs? Not before the playoffs. And, like, to be honest, now it's looking like the Rays are like, why the hell didn't we play this guy before? Because he's just been on an absolute tear. Yeah, it's right? it's incredible. He already, he already tied the postseason home run record, and we're only in game three of the World Series. There's a very real chance that he sets the record Yeah, before the end of the series. And it, that's just crazy to think that he was not on their roster to start the year. No. He so. was, he's only, he only played 23 games this year, mm-hmm. 23 games in the regular season out of 60. Now, and, and he's also set the rookie record for hits as well. Oh yeah. Which is a whole different thing. Passing Jeter, which shows how real this guy is right now. Yeah. And like the, the thing is, is that prior to the playoffs, the guy still batted 281 this season with seven mm-hmm. homers. It's not yeah. like he was a scrub when he was in, he was actually playing pretty well offensively and apparently he has the defensive skills to be a like a super valuable outfielder but yeah i've never heard of him before until the blue Jays series and then i'm like oh who's this guy well that's the thing is like is he on their top prospect list i I don't know how far up was he i don't know i'll look into that but because like realistically I don't think he was even like he's 25, so I don't even think I don't even know if they consider him a prospect anymore, to be honest. But like, I, I don't know where he came from, but I am super happy that he actually came up because it, it gives a great storyline for sure. Oh yeah, and it, and it kind of cements what the Rays truly are, which is they they draft well, they they sign players well from overseas, right? They don't really necessarily buy all these free agents but they know to get quality players from wherever they can get them. So absolutely. I, I think, I think that like his name and what he's doing truly cements what the Rays are. Yeah. I'm just looking at the list on MLB.com from the beginning of the season. I believe mm-hmm. he was listed as their 19th ranked prospect. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, they have some, they, they're pretty top heavy with the first like three guys anyway. Right. Maybe even you can go down a while, but their their top three are Wander Franco, Brandon McKay, and Vidal Brohan, who are all supposed to be like stupid legit. Yeah, like actual legit superstar prospects potentially. Um, he was nineteenth, and he's 
he's stepped in and made a difference. As you mentioned, he set multiple playoff records. Yeah. Like, that's incredible for a guy who played 23 games in the regular season. Now, I mean, it's 23 out of 60, so it's still almost half. But yeah, anyone who plays less than half should not be this good in a short season like this. Like, it's just incredible. No, not at all. And it's one of those – I think it's just – as I said before, I think it's a great thing. And um, in a way, I almost hope that the the Rays kind of pull this out just to try and cement that what he's done and, and made it all like worthwhile. I guess is what you could say. Yeah. Um, because like we were we were gonna we talked about before. Do you want to get into like what this World Series means now, or you want to wait for the later about that? No, we can, we can get into it for sure. Yeah. So that was, like, was going to be my next question. You, you just jumped yeah, the gun. Yeah, I usually do that anyways, but. Um, like in a way, right? We, there's always people like Mariano Vera came out earlier in the year said, if unless unless it's a full game series, like it doesn't count um, for the World Series. Like unless there's a full season, it doesn't count. Which I think this, I think this championship, yes, is the championship, but I think there is a chance that um, people don't value it the same, just because it was like what a sixty game season and. Uh, expanded playoffs and all that kind of stuff, the stuff that normally does not happen. And MLB is kind of a, I don't want to say old man's game. No, it but, is. No, you could say that. I, I that's, yeah. That is a very fair assessment of the MLB. And it, it's one of those where it's their stickler for traditions and they don't like when things change. And um, because this whole year has been a change um, pretty much for everybody. It's, uh, I don't know if it'll be valued the same, although it should, because it doesn't change what each team has done and what the requirements to get to the postseason were. It actually added more requirements to get to the game because you had most likely more games and more teams to beat. In the playoffs, yeah. Once in the playoffs, the playoffs, right? Once you got to the playoffs, right? I think, with the, I think, with... I think what needs to happen is the, the season as a whole mm-hmm. might not look like a, like a true season. But if you're looking at playoffs, in my opinion, yeah, I think this is the hardest playoffs MLB has ever had to like an MLB team has ever had to go through to win. They've had to play an extra series. Yeah, if they were a division winner, if they were a wild card, they played the same amount of series, but more games still. Yeah, they had to do it with no fans for part of it, which is a totally like we make it seem like no fans is nothing. Like it's a different aspect you have to get yourself motivated in a totally different way especially as a home team right like the rays against the jays in the first round like they had to get themselves motivated well i mean it's the race so they don't have fans anyway let's use a different example um the dodgers in the first round right they have to get themselves motivated in a totally different way it takes a lot and i know that it's a little bit different than the bubble where these guys have been able to see family for most of the season unless you were the jays really yeah but still, like it makes a huge difference on the playoffs when you have to motivate yourself in a completely different way than you normally would. Yeah, and, and I don't think people truly understand that to in reality. Like it's it's a lot more difficult than people think. Like that's the yeah. biggest biggest thing to say, right? So, um, I'll, I'll honestly I tip my hats to every to every team that has gone on, I, I that has played right now, and um, the fact that hanging in there and trying to do their very best while obviously missing family and whatever it may be that because the world isn't normal and no. God, we, no. we, we all understand <laughs> that and the fact that these these players are playing through everything like that and still giving it their all I, I applaud them for that and 
I I think it should be a true champion, but there are, there will be a lot of people that don't believe it should be. Yeah. Um, and you know, there's, there's gonna be a lot of people if the Dodgers win this. There's gonna be a lot of people that say doesn't it, it, it took a shortened season for the Dodgers to finally win a World Series. We're not gonna value it the same. And, Which and, is sad because, like, let's be honest, the Dodgers were probably coming out of the NL for the World Series anyway. If this was a full season, just based on that it, roster, yeah. that for roster sure. is stupid. You had Mookie Betts to a team that was in the post in the finals last year, weren't they? Or am I wrong? Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, yeah, we're yeah, because they got right. beat by the, the Astros. That was two years ago. Was it? No, that was last year as well. The Astros didn't win last year. Who won last year? I can't even remember. <laughs> This is problematic, folks. We'll be yeah. we'll be right back. No, <laughs> like 2019 MLB playoffs. The Nationals won last year, so no, they clearly were not. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The Nationals, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, shows how much I've actually paid attention to baseball in the house, even though I love it to death. The I thing is, the, that's the funny thing. Like you and me, we'll pay attention. We know what's going on in baseball, but, but the, Ast- the Astros were there, though. I remember that. <laughs> yes, the Astros were in the World yes. Series, but they did not win last year. No, the Dodgers last year lost to the Nationals in the first round, right? But yes. they were they were supposed to be the best team last year mm-hmm. going into going into the playoffs. Yep. And they decided that they didn't want to play in the playoffs and left. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. This year they they were first number one overall seed in all of MLB. Mm-hmm. And they made it to the final and now they're playing the number two seed in the MLB. Right, like that's that's the crazy thing. Yeah, it's um, honestly, it's just it's very weird and it's very fun, but I love it all at the same time. So uh, I'm not going to complain about how this whole MLB season has actually occurred. No, I I was skeptical. Let's put mm-hmm. it that way. When we started seeing like the Marlins and the Cardinals and all these teams starting to have a lot of a lot of success. I was going to say cases. Oh, okay. Right. A lot of cases came up relatively quickly. You're like, oh, are they going to be able to pull this off? Right. Yeah. Like we didn't know. We we just straight up didn't know what the case was going to be. Yeah, and... like like we we had talks like in the beginning of the year, especially when the the Marlins said sponsor. We're like, all right, it's done. They're gonna they're gonna shut down the season. And, and then that team ended up making the playoffs and playing actually and, really entertaining baseball during the regular season. And beating the Cubs in the first round, which we did not think was even a close proximity. No, so. not a chance. But that, that just shows you, like, this year is so different, mm-hmm. right? Like, no one is expecting anything from this year because we have no idea what's going to go, what's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's, it's, <laughs> and I, I keep saying it, but it's, honestly just the way the world's going right now we just don't know what's next like this you just don't know and it's it's scary but intriguing at the same time because it's kind of like a mystery kind of and i think i think sports are going to change because of this Mm -hmm. right like we're not gonna have we're not going back to the way things were like we're gonna get close to it but nothing will ever be back to the way things were Mm mm-hmm and that's fine. Like, as long as we do it in a smart way, I, I don't mind. Maybe things will get better than they were. But as of right now, we're not going back to it. No. So we just have to deal with it. And it's kind of unfortunate because the way it was, it, it was working. And it, oh, yeah. it was going well. It wasn't but... perfect, though. 
No, not by any means. And, and I don't think anybody will ever say it, it was perfect, but it was good, I guess, at the, at the time. Like it was, it was kind of what people needed at the moment. And maybe now we can kind of work on getting better overall and getting making it a, an overall better experience. But yeah, I and don't know. I think the one thing that I think this whole thing has done is proven to smaller leagues. So like we're totally off the MLB topic here, but mm-hmm. um, what it's done is it's proven to smaller leagues how valuable TV time is. Like, yeah. yes, I, I everyone knows how valuable TV time is, but to really prove it, look to the NWSL. They're their viewership this year was a 436%. Mm-hmm. 436%. Do you know how many of those games were actually on TV? Not many. Yeah. But it was all just like CBC or CBS down in the States was using uh, their streaming service. Um, I think they had some games on Twitch as well. I don't confirm that, but well, you, you look at the WNBA, which we talked about earlier, right? Yeah. We talked about in a previous episode. They had, I think, it was like a hundred and twenty-seven percent, yeah, increase in in their viewership, and it's all because people wanted stuff to watch. There was nothing going on, exactly. And and if if you have the it's supply and demand, right? If you have the supply, there's a demand for people wanting it, right? It's yeah. and we saw that even even in big leagues, mm-hmm. like think about that first week in a bit of the MLS is back tournament before the NBA started and before NHL started. Like that was the only thing on TV and everyone was watching. Every sports person was watching because they're like, screw it. It's sports, right? Absolutely. That makes a difference. And it got people interested in soccer in North America that probably wouldn't have watched it before. Like, yes, you and me, we watch soccer. Mm -hmm. We would have probably watched that anyway. But because it was on, people who don't watch soccer are now watching soccer and realizing, hey, the Bundesliga is entertaining soccer, Mm. right? It's COVID sucks. It totally sucks. We all know that. But some of the stuff that it's doing is I think is going to help grow some of these smaller leagues to levels that they were only dreaming of a year ago. Yeah, and and the biggest thing we keep saying is it just comes down to exposure, right? It comes out to actually people being able to watch the product that you are putting on. Yeah. And it comes, it's, it's the fact that now there's actual channels or there was, I guess now that the bigger sports are back, it's kind of taken over from what they're, what they were offering originally during COVID. Yeah. Um, but the, the fact that there was people able to turn on their TV and watch Bundesliga or WNBA or whatever it may be, rather than you know being shoved down your face with the nfl nhl nba everything that's already mainstream right i guess is what you could say no yeah um right it, it gave people a different perspective they could do what they want they could watch what they want there was different options and it, it was a, a different i guess, i would almost say it's a culture shock really is what it was yeah. um just with with the different options that were available and it's like hey i like this now i'm gonna go find where i can watch these games normally or or whatever it may be. Or I might go to my local team. Like people might not even know yeah. they have an NWM, a WNBA team or an NWSL team in their city, right? Yeah. They might not have known that. But now, oh, there's, I mean, Utah, there's a Utah team here. Let's go watch them play next year. Or yeah. like if, if, if you can. <laughs> next year, I said next year. Yeah. I'm hoping you, by if, then. If, I'm hoping yeah, by then. We'll be, I'm know. hoping by next summer for the soccer season, we probably will be able to back in stadiums. 
especially outdoor so, stadiums. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But that was a nice divergent from our MLB topic though. <laughs> like, no, but it was all, it was all connected. So yeah, um, it, it was worth it though. You got MLB. Let's, let's give your pick here. Dodgers Rays. I know you haven't been necessarily following game for game, but you know, what's been going on. Dodgers yeah. are up two one right now after game three. Who's taking this thing? Uh, like talking so the game tonight or the series series. Um, Personally, money wise, <laughs> for me being a better, I, I like I like Tampa Bay as the underdog. Um, they've been a huge underdog every single game, um, and I think that pitching truly plays well. I would love to see them win to try and get, as I was saying before, try and get more exposure back to Tampa, and you know, you bring the World Series back to uh, Tampa with the Stanley Cup already being there, um, and you know, with with the Bucks doing what they're doing right now. Um, potentially bringing a Super Bowl there could be kind of cool having all three championships in Tampa. That'd be kind of cool. I don't think it's going to happen. Um, I'll ultimately, I do ridiculous. think I, I do think I do think the Dodgers pull it out. I think they're just they're a better team right now. Um, just with pitching, hitting everything right now, and Corey Seager, who was injured last year and basically was also kind, 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 kind of trash though, like. Even like I don't think he was ever living up to what his expectations were, is now all of a sudden becoming this hitting god in the World Series, and him and a Rosarena are kind of going back and forth on who the better player is in the finals right now. So, I think uh, don't count out Will Smith as well. True, the catcher for the Dodgers has played unreal in the World Series. Yesterday he had a safety squeeze and a home run, becoming the first player ever to do that in a world. Or sorry, first since like the sixties. To do that in a World Series game, interesting. Like safety squeeze to score a run and a home run—that's incredible. <laughs> that takes some control with the bat. Sorry, you just completely froze there for me. That's what I was kind of freaking out right there. Oh no, we're—I okay. I didn't freeze on my end, so we're good. Um, it, says my, it said my internet connection is unstable. That's well, great. I mean, we're gonna just keep going and keep pushing through then. So yeah, pretty much. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. I think the Dodgers take this one. I still think it goes seven games, to be honest. I think the two pitching staffs are just going to go back and forth. Mm -hmm. Like if you watched the game yesterday and I watched, I watched it without sound. So it's not as, it's not the same, but (laughs) the, the pitching wasn't bad. Like the Dodgers won six, two. Like Morton kind of got lit up a little bit, but he, he still made it through four and a third in a world series game, which isn't which for the Rays is a normal outing. <laughs> yeah, but but you can, if you give up five in four innings, it's it's one of those in a World Series specifically. One of the home, that's hard the, to come back for. One of the home runs was like a pitch that no one should be hitting out of the park. Mm-hmm. Right? The safety squeeze. Right? So a guy bunted to get a run. Yeah. Like two of those runs are like, eh, okay, like shit happens sort of thing. Yes, he didn't pitch perfect, but he wasn't. Yeah. He didn't pitch terribly yesterday either. And the bullpen right. gave up one run. <laughs> yeah, they're still in this thing. It's not out. So, oh, it's not out by any means, but it's definitely a lot more difficult to come back for sure. And to be honest, like the Rays had a tough schedule to get to the to get to the World Series. Like I know they walked through the Jays, but the, the Jays weren't pushovers going into the playoffs they were playing really well going in and i thought they hit okay they just had no pitching to back it up and oh, in then, the playoffs and playoffs they couldn't hit worth a crap they couldn't they couldn't connect anything they couldn't hit a ball they couldn't do anything 
The J- the Jays were when they were in the playoffs were pushovers, hundred percent. Going into the playoffs, they weren't. Yeah, but they just they just didn't show up. Yeah, but Vlad, then, they, then the race had to Vlad, go play. Yeah, Sorry. they had. I was saying Vlad just tried to kill the ball the entire time, even with two strikes, and it's kind of yeah. embarrassing. So yeah, um, but then the Rays had to go play the Yankees, which went to the full five games, and then they played the Astros, which went the full seven games. So they're 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 to get here has been hard, and I think they've shown that they can figure it out. Yeah, like realistically, the Astros series they probably should have. Cl- swept them is what they should have done but well they no because didn't, didn't well, which game they, did were, they, they were up they were up three nothing was it three? Oh yeah it was three it was and three. it was it was one of those well it was three one eventually but no but uh, I, you know what i mean shut up <laughs> <laughs> um it was just one of those ones i, I think they left that they let their foot off the gas and it could be showing right now the fact that they went seven games um so did the dodgers though yeah but I think the Dodgers had a tougher opponent. I don't think the Astros were as good as people think they were, right? Well, no, the Astros you know. were good and they played really well in that ALCS. Let's let's but, give. But them they credit. were they were trash during the regular season, and then all of a sudden they kind of showed up a little bit in the playoffs, which you kind of expected. But um, I think the Rays were a superior team, and they should have probably beaten them at least four or five. Maybe gave the Astros a game, but they shouldn't have got. They shouldn't. Yeah, have no, got I, three, I agree. Three I agree one hundred percent. I agree one hundred percent. Um. Yeah, it was. They definitely had a, a a bumpy road, I guess you could say, to the uh, to the World Series. Just kind of difficult after that Jays series. Yeah, um, they obviously faced the Yankees, which was my pick to go past them. Yeah, um, and then I I didn't think the Astros were going to give them that much trouble, but I, the, the bats of the Astros actually showed up in that series. So, yeah. um, and then the Dodgers, obviously, you run into uh, the Braves, and it's. The Braves, I thought, were actually going to pull it out, but this game was short. Braves looked so. like they were going to pull it out, and they forgot what they were doing. Exactly. Um, anyways, that'll do it for our kickoff segment sponsored by Canada Kicking Academy. If you were looking for year-round professional development with elite competition, you need to train with the Canada Kicking Academy. Visit them at canadakickingacademy.com or follow them on Instagram at Canada Kicking Academy. They're great guys over there. We'll be back after the break to talk a little NHL and NBA, as well as maybe get, finish off this Supporter Shield talk that we started last week, which has been so much fun to watch this week. Uh, we'll be right back after this. Welcome back. As I mentioned before, we're going to talk a little NHL, MLB, and ironically, this is going to be sort of the same conversation, but the upcoming season, we're getting news back and forth on all these dates and how these teams are, or how the leagues are kind of wanting to work. The big news coming this week in the NHL was that they have delayed the Winter Classic and All-Star Games to at least 2022, so we will not have a Winter Classic or an All-Star Game this upcoming season. Uh, Kyle, what are your thoughts on that? To be honest, I think I think it's the right call. Um, I think it's just one of those, especially the All Star Game, is just one of those games where it's. I don't know if really anybody cares about the All Star Game anymore. No, I, it's I don't, fun I, for the kids. That's really all it is, right? It is, but it's like one of those like in the early two thousands and nineties and all kind of stuff. Getting voted to the All Star Game was an honor, and now I really don't think anybody cares. If you're, if I'm being honest, because that's why you see so many people opting out of the All Star Game, right? Yeah. Ovechkin go gets voted every year and skips it 
every year. Well, okay, here's my question. If if the voting was literally just the best team, best players from every division, and you didn't have to have one player from each division sort of thing, do you think it would mean more to the players? I think so, because I think that's that's what it was before. And I think, you know, the NHL is giving this kind of how the world's working right now with a participation medal to every goddamn team, and it's kind of embarrassing in a way. Yeah. Um, right? Where If you're Detroit, and you're the worst team in the league, you don't send anybody to the All-Star game. That's just how it unless works. unless one of your players is having like it's just a stupid yeah. good year on the worst like, team in the league, but no like, one from Detroit yeah. was having a stupid. Um, unless Larkin was putting Bertuzzi, up seven, right? yeah, like unless Larkin's putting up seventy points in twenty five games, like no, don't no, it just doesn't work that way. Like, you don't get to go. It's, I'm sorry. Like Tampa could have had two or three players at the, the All Star game. Like they could have gone whatever. Like you could have probably three or four potential players from a specific team. Yeah, make the All Star game, but all of a sudden it's taken away because oh, we have to play fair. We have to, you know, give a participation medal. It's like, okay, this is the same argument that I've been making for the NFL with the NFC East. I think they need to institute a rule that if no one from your division is above five hundred, you or at four or at five hundred. I mean, if you get get to five hundred, I think an eight and eight team should still make the playoffs because. That's you look at saying. an eight, eight and eight team. I believe the Giants, when they beat the Pats, were an eight and eight team. Yeah. If you're, but cards. if no team is at or above five hundred in your division, you lose your automatic berth. I'm sorry. Yeah. You should not. <laughs> you shouldn't get an automatic berth. If no. for some reason the seven and nine team is still like wild card potential in the NFL that season, like I don't know how that would be possible, but mm-hmm. if that's the case, fine. That team can go. Mm-hmm. But like, if you don't have a team above or at five hundred, you don't deserve a bid. Anyways, totally off topic, but participation was my thought there. <laughs> yeah, and like so, so that, that's my thoughts on the All Star game. And as for the Winter Classic, I don't care about the Winter Classic anymore. If I'm being honest, no, it it's was gone cool on for a few it, years. Yeah. It, the first three, four years were great because, but then the NHL is absolutely stupid with what they do. They put the same goddamn teams in every other year. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure like Pittsburgh's been in 17 of these Winter Classics or stadiums. It's only games. been around for 17. <laughs> like it's like, like they've played. They probably played twice a year for to be honest. One of these years, I don't know. <laughs> but it's just like, I don't think it has the same effect anymore. And I, I really don't think people care. If I'm being honest, it's kind of like the shootout. Like the shootout was great to start. Yeah, I don't think people care about the shootout anymore. Right? Like, like before it was like, oh, shootout's great. Like let's watch all these moves. And now it's just like. All right, here's another shootout. Great. I'm going to turn the game off. I don't really care what happens right now. Yeah, so. this was this was going to be the first one. Well, I guess last year was the first one that they really got away from, like, the original six teams have to be in it sort of thing. Because mm-hmm. last year we had Dallas and Nashville, right, for the Winter Classic. Yeah. Like, I, th- I think the best part of the Winter Classic is the new jerseys that they come out with. Like, yeah, I think that's, that's really pretty much the best thing about the Winter Classic. Yes, I have actually, actually watching the game. <laughs> I couldn't care less about watching no. a game. This year, honest. it was supposed to be held in Minnesota, in, in Minneapolis, um, at Target Field. And it was going to be Minnesota versus St. Louis, which probably would have been an interesting game. Although, I, I don't really trust Minnesota right now. I don't think they're on the right direction. As the rest of the division is getting better, they are either stagnant or possibly getting worse. They're, they're definitely getting worse. Definitely getting worse. I was trying to be optimistic for them. No. but <laughs> no optimism. Um, yeah, but like you look at the you look at the number of teams that have been in it, and Chicago's been in it four times. Boston's been in it three times. Ironically, Pittsburgh's only been in it twice. I think when I was saying Pittsburgh, I think I meant Chicago. But yeah. 
but still, like, you're not wrong. Like, they've been in it twice. Like, Buffalo's been in it twice. Philly's been in it twice. Detroit's been in it twice. And then you get teams like Montreal, Toronto, Dallas, Nashville. They've been in it once. So it's like. Like, but you think about it, like, Washington, top team. Philly is now a new top team. So I get them being in it, but they were in the, they were in the classic before. They were yes, but that was team. that was a Pittsburgh Philly thing, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, like, but it's also one of those like to me. Why do you not like for like the uh, Winter Classic? Why do you not just take the two Stanley Cup champions that were like the, the teams in the Stanley Cup final, put them in a Winter Classic game and have a rematch? Like, like do something like that, or like or, the that two, idea. The, or the two top teams in the in the league after a month or whatever it may be, or last year the uh, Presidents Cup in each one, right? So top in the well, west. They have to. They have to have the schedule done. Before. No, so that's what I'm saying. So top in the west, top in the east at the, at the end of the regular season, season the previous before. Okay. okay. Right? Yep. We have the top two teams. So like this right? year it would have been Boston, St. Louis. Yeah, or whatever it worked out to, right? Yeah. And, and, I, I like that idea actually. It, it would bring more intrigue to it because it's top two teams. Like I'm not gonna go watch a game that's Detroit in the Winter Classic. I'm sorry, they're god awful. And like last last year, Nashville Dallas was cool, but you also have to think viewership too. If you yeah, bring the Nashville top teams was, in, Nashville was also going down. Like I know they yeah. they were good a couple of years, but they were on the way down last year. I still think they're sort of on the way down this year, to mm-hmm. be honest. Other than that decor, I'm sort of skeptical about that team. Um, it wasn't like the like, game that we yeah, thought. Like, like, yeah, for sure. And like Dallas is great because obviously they ended up going on to the the Stanley Cup final. Yeah, and, but they also uh, weren't a fun team to watch. No, for sure. And and they're, they're not that type of team to watch, right? It's one of those, like, to me, if you do like a, like if it was a Leafs-Habs ones, I think it would still do well because it's obviously a rivalry. Yeah, well, everything. rivalry games but are sort of different, The Leafs right? like, also draw, right? Yeah, Leafs-Habs like, would be fine. Leafs-Ottawa would probably be okay. Tampa. Oh, you froze now. Um, But yeah, like I, I was saying, if the Leafs-Habs would, Leafs-Ottawa would, you probably could get Calgary-Edmonton. They would draw for sure. Um, you start going through some of the teams down in the states, right? You, if you get a rivalry match, a rivalry match will always will always score. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, is that you don't you can't guarantee that. But I, I think right? it's going to be a relevant rivalry, right? You're yeah. not you're not gonna, you're not going to do the Leafs Ottawa right now. Leafs. I st- I still think that one would draw just because it's the Leafs. It, it would, but like you know. Boston, Montreal, right now. I don't think that's one that would actually draw very well. No, no um, that one wouldn't. So, so it's like it's like things like that. Like Philly, Pittsburgh. Yes, it always draw, but I think Philly right now is leap is leaps ahead of Pittsburgh right now. So I, I, agree. I, I, I don't think it would draw that well. I think what it used to be, Washington, Pittsburgh, it doesn't have the same effect now. Um, you almost have to come up with new rivalries in a way that that are actually relevant, interesting, right? Rank, really? like ra- Rangers Devils, right? Don't really think it's going to work. Rangers Islanders don't really think it's going to work. Colorado uh, Dallas though jumps to mind right now. For right? sure, that one would be entertaining. And Colorado um, St. Louis too, like that. Like Colorado that kind of Winnipeg stuff. as well, like the way yeah. they the way they've been playing in the regular season. Like those it's, would be entertaining matchups. Yeah, but you're not going to throw in the California matchups right now because all those teams are god awful. But knowing the NHL, they would because they're oh, we got to get them back up. We got to get the yeah the Kings back in relevancy. Just no. Well, the Kings will be back in relevancy before the other two. 
hot take. Uh, they have, yeah, they, have pro- they have better prospects. That's why I'm saying that. I don't know who's going to play net for the Kings. That's the biggest uh, Patterson, Cal Patterson. Yeah, is he actually going to turn out to be a true starter, though? He played last year. He looked really good for a few games, and then so he'll take more. Say, he'll take more games from quick this year, and then they'll, he'll they'll keep pro, he'll keep going as. as I, I, I think I think Anaheim with with Gibson is probably set the best in in goal. San oh Jose. yeah, no, he's he's the best goalie in that division, in my opinion, right now. Mm, I would give it to Laner or Kemper, but that's just me. Uh, but that's not the same division. It is. No, it's not. Vegas I... is not in the same division as the California teams. So then, what what division am I thinking of? Then you're thinking of the Central. I With they Colorado were... in them. Oh, okay, I, I, I think don't, I, I, I was I was watching something. Uh, I'm watching something. Matt Matt sent me something yesterday. It was showing that Carter Hart's the best goalie in in that division. And oh yeah, I saw that too. And and it said Gibson was the best goalie, but I saw that Laner and Kemper were in that as well. So that's why I was kind of confused. My internet is absolutely terrible right now, by the way. So like I'm trying to load something and it's just not loading. Okay, I will pull it up. I'm on I'm on basically a dial up right now. So. <laughs> Um, oh, I'm sorry. Vegas is not in Colorado's division. I don't know why I thought they were. Yeah, so Vegas and the Coyotes are in that division. So. I would take Gibson over Kemper, though. I'm sorry. Right now, I would take Gibson over Kemper. I like Kemper. Don't get me wrong. I still think he's top three in the in the division. Maybe Markstrom is in there as four, but like I still think it, if you're if we're gonna have this argument, it's Laner and Gibson as number one. I maybe if Gibson was a good team, it'd be a different story. But yeah, but he um, he was lights out last year. I'm surprised he wasn't in the Vesna conversation. To be honest. Yeah, like god awful. Oh, of course. Um, yeah, like that. That's we're obviously getting off topic, but us um, off topic? No, no way. Um, but yeah, (laughs) no. So if we go back to actually what it was, um, I'm not surprised with them taking it out. Do do I care that they take the they take it out? Not really, because as I was saying before, it just doesn't have the same effect. So, I think I think you're right, and I, my concern when I saw the headline was like, oh, that means like we're not we're not starting January first, mm-hmm. but the reports are still mm-hmm. saying that everything's on track to start January first. Yeah, and now it might be a modified year, and like they're they're saying they're going to start with like an all Canadian division where the Canadian teams will just beat the crap out of each other for a while before going down to the States to beat up on some of the American teams or, you know, get beat out if you're certain teams. Yeah. So ba- basically what, um, what I was just reading is that they are now testing something out for the Canadian border, I guess. Yeah. Um, where if you take a test and it becomes, comes back negative, as long as you are willing to take another test in the, within that same week, um, they will let you cross the border without the quarantine period. So, Ooh. So they um, are testing that out and they're hoping to have it like that, that this test that they're doing be relevant by the time the NHL season starts, which would make it a lot easier for teams to come across. Yeah, I know for sure. Um, so they that Bill Daly apparently is they're struggling to actually start the next season and they're, they're trying to figure out what to do. So um, with that coming out, it's kind of kind of interesting. Um, it could, I would play a huge factor right away. Yeah. So 
um, the federal government will test international travelers as a means to provide added flexibility to the existing quarantine rules. Those who test negative for COVID-19 upon entering the country can forego the quarantine if they agree to a second test within a week. So um, if, if, if that truly does just hit, then I don't think we're going to have any worries about crossing borders. Obviously, yeah. you still have worries if, if there's a positive test on your team, then I don't know how it's going to go. Right? Because if, if somebody on your team tests positive, do you quarantine the entire team or is it just that one player? Because obviously you would have had to travel with the team to get there. Yeah, and that's that's so, what we're sort of seeing with the NFL, right? Like how many players are getting quarantined? Like the Raiders right now, right? Like their O line, four out of five guys are in isolation. Yeah. One so, guy tested positive. Yeah. So all the entire offensive line is in quarantine COVID restrictions right now. Yeah, but Trent, only one Trent, guy tested yeah. positive. Trent Brown tested positive and then the rest of the team the rest of the offensive line because they've because they've been with him the entire time is in isolation. So it's something like that. So it's like the person they sip so in the NHL is like the person they sip beside on the plane or the bus or whatever it may be. Like does that person go in quarantine as well or I would say it, you have to almost. Yeah. And it's one of those like so if that's the case, does the NHL even want U.S. teams traveling to Canada—that's the biggest question, right? So, yeah, um, I don't know. It, if they have an all-Canadian division, that could make for some very interesting matchups. Oh God, yeah. Um, obviously, we were talking about this before. If they just yeah. have all Canadian teams, it's going to be fun. Like you got you got Matthews McDavid's going up a lot more, right? Um, Markstrom leaving the Canucks now on the Flames. You're going to be playing him a lot more, right? How does how is that reaction come in? More Matthews line A. Uh, if Line A stays on the team, that's all we're As of right now, as of right now, he's yeah. on the team, right? But it's that would that's it. That's an intriguing storyline for those mm-hmm. kind of games. And then you get the Habs, right? Who I'm not really sure what to expect from the Habs, but they get well, to go play yeah. a young Ottawa team, uh, Edmonton team that can't really figure it out, and a Vancouver team that just lost their key starter. Yeah, right. That makes a big difference right there. And all of a sudden, does that Habs team now win a few more games than they might have if they were playing Tampa and Boston and all these teams down in the States from their division, right? Well, Pierre Maguire said that if in the current divisions, he has Montreal as number two behind Tampa. So, which to me is a very bold statement. I don't agree with it. Yeah, it's, it's a bit extreme for me. I think they're going to be better than they were last year. Yeah, and there's a reason why Pierre Maguire is an absolute moron, so um well we're not gonna get into that one but that's a take 100 <laughs> percent. he's literally the worst commentator when it comes to anything um and that, inc- that includes <laughs> that includes jack edwards for boston i think that's all jack edwards uh, calls a good game until something happens against boston of course and pierre mcguire just never does that in general so um but I, I think uh, an all-Canadian division definitely makes sense, especially with, with everything that's going on. Um, I don't know how they're going to work it, though. Like, yes, it's the division. Sure, you get more games there, but you still have to cross over and play other teams. So I'm not sure what that division really accomplishes at the same time. Well, no, by division, like, I mean, they're just going to only play against Canadian teams, right? So it's sort the of the entire like, season? What I was hearing is like the first month or two might just be Canadian. So, so that's what I'm saying. Like, eventually, you still have to cross over. So, like, yes. does Canadian division really matter at that point? I don't think it does. No, it'll just like, benefit on, on, some on of the Western West, Conference teams playing Ottawa a couple more times. 
yeah sure like, uh, but honestly i think ottawa is gonna be a lot better than people think they are and like, i think they'll be better but i still think they're the weakest out of the seven canadian teams at the moment i, I would almost argue it's vancouver right now i'm not uh, saying that i'm not saying that they're not close but i still think ottawa is the weakest out of the seven sure sure because they don't um, they don't know who's going to be in net Oh no, they got Matt Murray. Never mind. They, got Matt they do Murray. know. They do know who's going to be in that. Never mind. I was going to say um, they overpaid for Matt Murray. I don't it's know. Really, shut up. <laughs> um, right, because because Ottawa, especially sending Dadnoff too, I think that actually makes them they're better better in presence. I think Ottawa is going to be a lot better team than people think, yeah. and they still have cap space too, which is yeah. interesting, right? So Hoffman's still out there. Reunion. Um, we'll see. Um, but yeah, no, like it would definitely bring some intriguing matchups for sure, but. I don't, I don't know. Uh, they still have to work out, you know, quarantine and then COVID rules and yeah. testing and, we'll and all see. that stuff. Like the but bubble was, went well, right? So oh yeah. bubble went really well, but no, no positive tests in either of the two bubbles in the NHL. Right. Incredible. So, so how bad is it going to be next season? We'll see. All, all, honestly, oh, it, it could be a different world when it comes to December. Like uh, things could go down, things could spike up. You never know. Yeah, we, so. we don't even know if these timelines right now are realistic at the moment, but we're going off of the news that we have. Right. And speaking of news on scheduling, as I mentioned, the NBA has also had some news come out this week. Um, the newest report, which came out yesterday or like last night, is that the NBA is considering nixing the All-Star game. Um, similar to what the NHL just did. Wouldn't be a surprise as all the reasons that we just mentioned. Um but they are looking at a December 22nd start date right now, and they're on schedule for it for a 72-game season. Not 82, which is what the NHL and NBA were both initially pushing for, trying to get a full 82-game schedule in. Mm-hmm. NBA is sort of realizing, no, we're going to go 72. And why is that? It's because of the Olympics. And they want the U.S. players to go play in the Olympics. Oh, of course. It's, re- it's funny. It's simple as that. So that's the news in the NBA. What are your thoughts on that there, Kyle? Um, to be honest, I think, I think it makes sense um, as, as long as they, they have an idea of where everybody's going to play, right? Like, I think the Raptors up in the air right now, where they're actually going to play. I think if they had mentioned Louisville potentially. Yeah, at the KFC um, Yum Arena, because you have to say it because it has an exclamation point. You got to really emphasize that Yum. Fair. <laughs> um, but it's one of those, I think that's the only team that really has to worry about it because um, they're the only Canadian team in the crossing of the border and all kind of stuff. But if the if this new testing thing that they're working out for the NHL works, does the NBA adopt that? I don't know. Yeah, um, it's a little I mean, bit. I think it's, it's a little, a little bit easier. Different. I think it's a little bit. It's very similar to MLB, right? Where there's only one Canadian team. Yeah, exactly. It's um, different. It's easier to move one team down to the states and guarantee that you can play a season as opposed to moving seven down. Yeah, because you have to find seven seven separate NHL level arenas. And there's no there's no chance you can do that. No, like you can find even, one. Even, even, you could do you could do it any arena really because you don't have to worry about capacity for fans because there's not gonna be fans anyway. Uh, depends on where though. Fair, I guess. But, right? Like think about the MLS right now. They're allowing fans in the stadiums. Yeah, and all these people allowing fans in the stadiums, like there wasn't there was one there was a soccer game and there was a fight in the stands and the first time they were allowed back in the arena. Yeah. I can't like I can't it's like where, but yeah. I can't I have Philadelphia, I think, potentially. But like it was one of those ones where it's like, you're if you have that, it's like no, all right, no fans left in the back in the stadium. It's like sorry, sucks to suck, but like teams need the. There's some teams that need that, you know, 
ticket and they need the ticket sales to help support the team because it may not be a great team and they need the money right and it's yes as much as i'd love fans and I, i'd love to go back to a game am i going to go to a back into a game right away probably not like do i trust everybody else yeah no do i trust myself sure but the person beside me do i trust them yeah no that's, that's the biggest thing right like if i'm going to a leafs game do i trust any leafs fans oh, in that no. stand not a chance <laughs> There are some absolute degenerates in that in those stands, and like they literally go to the Leafs game to get pissed drunk and have seven beers for fourteen dollars a piece, and you know it happens that's, at those games too. Yeah, oh, hundred percent. There's a reason why it's a five hundred section. If you're in the five hundred section, duck. Like, you're, or you're, be at the very very back, then you don't have to. Yeah, duck. yeah, <laughs> and like it's just one of those. I I don't know. I, I think fans could potentially ruin this, and I think. Um, it'll be interesting to see, and I, th- I think I think if the NBA truly is on track to do that and they have everything under control, it makes sense. Yeah, if they have a plan, if they have everything set, it makes sense. But I think they need to set everything pretty much by the end of this month, which is a week away, um, to truly make sure that because you have to have a contingency plan in November if something goes wrong. Right? Yeah, if you're, tr- if you're truly starting and basically essentially two months to the day um you got to have contingency plans just in case so we'll see which is what we didn't like that was the biggest concern with the mlb season they didn't necessarily have a contingency plan in place for the jays yeah right because originally the jays were going to play in toronto and they were going to figure out a way to yeah that was never going to happen like (laughs) ford just wanted brownie points with the federal government that's why he said no it didn't matter. They weren't, it wasn't going to happen anyway. Like, well, it, it passed through every level of government except for Ford. I know, but let's be honest, it wasn't going to happen. Like, yeah. you and me said it originally. Like, the fact that they're even trying to do it in Toronto makes no sense. Yeah. They should have, they should have made Buffalo ready well before trying to make yeah. Toronto work. I, I think, I think the biggest problem is they, I think they had something in plan with Pittsburgh and then. No, but I'm talking like before Toronto wasn't going to work and before they were thinking about Pittsburgh, just make your AAA one MLB ready. Just Mm -hmm. screw it because it's an investment for your organization because now the AAA team moving forward now has a better facility and they get more used to playing in the MLB sort of feel. Guess what? That makes a huge difference. I don't give a shit about (laughs) I don't give a shit about going to Pittsburgh and all that. That was that would have been fun because it's a beautiful stadium in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. But it wouldn't have been ours. It wouldn't have been right. Just make your AAA facility. They should have done that from the beginning, anyways. That's totally yeah. off the topic. But, but still. Um, yeah, I think the scheduling the scheduling thing is going to be interesting to watch over the next, as you said, week for sure, and then next month really. I think is where we're going to hear all of these different crazy ideas that are going to come out um, in regards to testing, in regards to isolation, in regards to quarantines, and until we see that. Until I see it in place, I'm not sure when we're really going to start. December 22nd for NBA, January 1st, right now for the NHL, are the dates that we're looking at. Yep. Should be interesting. Uh, let's quickly finish it off here. Last, we got like 10 minutes before we'll get out of here. Um, MLS, Supporter Shield, will now be handed out again. Oh, funny how that works. Woo. Oh, my God. It's amazing. So last week I mentioned that the Supporter Shield Foundation decided that they were no longer going to award the Supporter Shield for this season because this season was it goes against what the Supporter Shield stood for because there's no fans in the stands, blah, blah, blah. 
And you and me looked at each other like, are you kidding me? Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, apparently all the supporter sections thought the same thing because all of the supporter sections, like the Red Patch Boys for TFC and all of these different supporter sections for all the clubs, basically said, yeah, we weren't consulted on this. We didn't vote on this. We have no idea where this is coming from. We still want to hand it out. Turns out it was five guys on the board that said, yeah, we're not doing this. And they're all from the same supporter section, apparently, something like that. So everyone got real mad. Mm -hmm. And they had to go back and be like, oh, we thought this was going to be okay. Never mind. We're going to have a meeting and talk about this. Where you know in that meeting, they're like, damn, we got caught. Um, I guess we're going to have to hand it out this year. (laughs) Yeah, and it's one of those ones where it's like, Yes, I get the fans aren't in the stadium. I get that. But at the same time, it's it's not about that. It's about the like it is, but at the same time, it's not. Like the supporters are still supporting the team. They're just not in the stadium. Yeah. Right. And then if it's truly like look at the viewership of the games, I'm sure it's up there as well. Like it's all the people that couldn't be at the couldn't be at the game are now watching the game. And it's yeah. and it's one of those like it doesn't take away from the, the best team in the MLS being the best team in the MLS. Like it, they're like, and they said it was fans not being in the stadiums and the overcrowded schedule. To me, if it's an overcrowded schedule, that makes it even more important to hand that out because it's it, it's a whole different atmosphere compared to the regular season. Yeah, right? like you it, heard it, you yeah, heard Greg Vaney's uh, comments on the topic. He's the TFC coach. Yeah, his his comments were it's childish and a symbol that they don't know how sports operate. Mm-hmm. Right, and then it's, after it's they re, after they reneged, he he made a comment Friday saying, "I think it's the right thing. I applaud them again for being open minded and bringing it back to the to the equation. And for us, it's a goal of ours, and so we're working to try and achieve it." Right? There's like mm-hmm. five teams still within reach of this thing. TFC leads the way right now, so obviously Vanny was a little bit more vocal than you'd get from a last place coach. But for sure, I still think it was important that all of the supporters group were consulted because the board and the council has everybody involved. It's mm-hmm. not just these five guys. And yet these five guys made the decision for everybody without, without even consulting the rest of the supporters. That was my issue. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And it's like, they Oh yeah. We're the voice of the people. No, you're not like, you clearly not. You don't understand what people want is clearly what it is. Yeah. And like, you look at it, like, to me, it's really, down, I think it's down to a three team race. And I think it's TFC, Philadelphia, and Columbus, in my opinion. Um, but and and if if Columbus is one game back, seven points back, so they're if they win the next game, they're four points back, right? With with four games to play, yeah. And it, and it's one of those with it being such a tight race. How could you possibly take that off the off the table? And with 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 three three possibly four teams really realistically in the race, like how how could you possibly do that? And it just I don't get it. But then again. I, I'm more of like a supporter fan type thing rather than like, hey, we're here to make money here. We're, we're you know. But that doesn't cost them anything. No, but it still, it's one of those, it's it's a political decision that they're trying to make without actually consulting everybody else. I know, but the, the, the thing that blows me away is that that literally costs nothing. Mm-hmm. Like this, this, they donated the shield. Like the original cost is done. Yeah. What's the issue? Like, why is this an issue? Just give the shield away, man. Like, all you need to do, you don't even need to send somebody to do it. You can have a MLS representative stand in your place and hand the damn trophy over. Yeah. 
or the shield or what the stupid circle plate. Yeah. Whatever you want to call it. That's all you have to do. You literally have to do nothing. It's a big other than have your name on it. Dinner plate basically is what it is. Uh, It's it's not as bad as the the CPL one, but yeah. Which I still think is a great trophy. Like I still think it looks good, but it looks like a a microwave plate. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend you go look at it. It is hilarious. I'll I'll take a check after this. It is hilarious. There's so many memes about it too. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, no, like. I, I think they made the right decision by bringing it back. Um, yeah. I think it was, yeah, obviously there was so much controversy when they originally said they were they're not going to do it. So um, I think bringing it back was the right decision. So we'll yeah. see where, we'll see where this goes and see how the season finishes out. Absolutely. Um, quick hit, Kyle, last thought for the week. Uh, starting a, starting a podcast. Um, starting a new betting podcast. We did a run through last night with everybody, kind of work out the kinks, see how it would go, kind of went as planned. <laughs> so um, first real episode should be next week. Uh, I believe we're going to try and do it Thursday night. Um, I like it. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, it'll be hosted by myself as well, as well as we're bringing back. We got, we got a few hosts yeah. for that one. So we're we'll, bringing uh, back well, the one we're bringing back is an OG. So OG. Keep, OG. Keep, keep posted for that. Um, and we will go from there. We might have news on that later this weekend on mm-hmm. the, on the, on the Twitter and Instagram accounts. So keep your Correct. eye on that. Um, my final thought is we're getting close to the end of sports here for now we got world series wrapping up we got the uh mls wrapping up we're getting just into football season by itself for the first time in a long time that there's just gonna be football really but if the nba starts in december you're gonna have maybe we're gonna have like three uh, weeks you're gonna have like a month maybe of just no No anything other than football right now yeah, so, so it'll be interesting to see. Um, I still am skeptical that the NFL season is going to go off without a hitch with all this COVID crap. Like we're seeing to more. To be honest, we're seeing more well, and more tests. Though that's my concern. Yeah, I'll give them credit. They're handling it very well for for what they are doing. Yeah, and for for everything that has to go on, they're handling it very well. Moving the bye weeks and changing everything like that. Yeah, they're they're handling it's, it. I wouldn't necessarily say they're handling no, it well, but they're I'm, handling I'm not, it. I'm not saying it's under control by any. Yeah, they're handling it. I'm saying what they're doing and what their protocols are. Yeah, are well in place. I guess is what I could say. Yeah, fair and enough. Whether they're good or not is a whole other story. But they're in place and they're set, and for the most part, it seems to do a half decent job so fair enough but yeah it, it'll be interesting so that'll do it for this week's episode if you would like to follow myself it's at nick mcvicker on twitter instagram if you want to follow kyle it's at kyle vardy if you're looking for the show itself at garage door sport on twitter at garage door sports on instagram because there's a character limit on our handle <laughs> on twitter for some reason why frustrating so frustrating when i was making that i'm like I just need one more letter. <laughs> yeah, just just one more, please, please. Um, if you're looking for some of our other shows on the network, you can find them at 20 Minutes on Ice and at Touchline or T H Thoughts uh, on Twitter. Both of those shows are going every week. Earth on this week had a great episode talking a lot of soccer, and me and Ryan on 20 Minutes on Ice had our first guest 
which was really cool. I highly recommend you listen to that one because we talked about how to build a great franchise. That was a fun episode. Um, We will be back next week. Hopefully by then we will be able to talk about Kyle's new show. (laughs) Should should I, should I link the Twitter on this one? Uh, Not yet. We'll do that. We'll do that next week. Um, And we might have another show by then too. There you go. Keep an eye out for that. We got lots happening at the network. Keep your eyes peeled. Also, if you're a football fan, check out the weekly recap written by Wade Zanchetta on the website at garagedoorsports.com. And that'll do it. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next time.